this podcast may have explicit content and also has this implicit request. If you follow me on Twitter, why not follow the gist at Slate Gist? It's Friday, April 5th, 2019 from Slate. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. What a week. I know we say that every week. We say that every week. No, guys, don't cut that. It's not a pickup. I meant to say that we say every week that we say every week that it's been a crazy week. We're pretty familiar noting the familiarity of the unfamiliar. Cue Brian Stelter, CNN. What a week. We say that every week. And if it's not a what a week, then we say this is a crazy upcoming week. And we also say we say that every week. This is, I mean, we say this every week, but this is really going to be a crucial week. Susan Page on Face the Nation. Well, not this week. You know what this week was? This week was a waste. This week was a horrible waste. I think they've mostly been a sad, rudderless, dissolute waste. The president made noise about the ACA, then dropped it. He made noise about closing the border and dropped it. I mean, it's good that he dropped both of them, but spent a lot of time on nothing, not getting anything done. The administration is resisting full disclosure on the Mueller report. We'll see how long that can go on. No positive agenda. Nothing to advance American interests. You have the richest, most powerful country in the history of the world, You have at your fingertips amazing levers for enormous power. You do nothing. You seethe and bloviate, declare and declaim, and then you back off. And so you know what it is. It's not crazy or eye-popping or jaw-dropping. It's a waste. That, I believe, will be the legacy of the Trump administration. I mean, I kind of hope it's the legacy because it could get much worse than a waste. It's not too hard to believe that we'll look back one day and not just say, how did this happen? But we'll just keep asking ourselves, what was he thinking? He won the vote on that one day in November. Maybe there was like an eight to 10 day window when he could have won the vote. And then what did he do? He pursued crazy policies and just whittled away further and further at the minority of people who elected him. I mean, who knows? It's, it's not a prediction. It's just a possibility. But That could come to pass. And maybe one day our children will ask, why did America do that? But then they'll say, and what was the president of America thinking the whole time? How come he didn't do anything to help himself? So it's all just been a waste. This week was a terrible, terrible, wasted week in Washington. Let's start saying that every week. On the show today, it's a little Antan Twig coming at you. But first, a conversation about chiropractors with Maria Konnikova, who comes in to tell us if scientific claims are bullshit, But in this very special segment of Is That Bullshit, we talk to an actual chiropractor to the stars. Stars being me and apparently some guy who played on the Giants last year who I don't know. My chiropractor up next, Is That Bullshit? And the one guy who makes me feel well-adjusted. Let's get cracking. I'm here to tell you about one of the most attractive automobiles you're ever going to lay your eyes on. And it's not just how good it looks. It's everything that can do. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. The exterior, which won me over, is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing. The interior is built with integrity using the most robust of materials. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions. 
The Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Cargo capacity means you got room for your gear. To drive the Defender is to do what you do via your intellect, via your passions in life. It is to explore with greater confidence. Ready for a wide range of adventures? The Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, the Defender 130 that seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. I will produce a sound from my body. So as you can discern, the topic is chiropractic. I just cracked my neck. I'm not a professional. I feel, I feel a little more limber, a little more loose, and I suspect that is, I don't know, 80 to 90% of the appeal of chiropractic, which I do. And what I want to do, Maria Konnikova joins me. She is the author of, oh, so many books, but the forthcoming, The Biggest Bluff, and we play as that bullshit. But Maria, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this segment to my chiropractor, Dr. Uh-oh. J, and, and, and then at the end of it, we'll get a little comment from him. So what I'm saying is this is going to be at a little bit, you know, bring your A-plus game because oh, an I- actual chiropractor will be offering an adjustment. So where did it start? How did it start? So... It started at the end of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. In 1895, there was a gentleman named Daniel David Palmer, D.D. Uh-huh. Palmer. Yeah. And so um, he met a janitor who was deaf, and he claimed that he performed a back adjustment on mm-hmm. him and cured his deafness. Now, a little, a little background on Mr. Palmer. He had no medical certification, and he believed in metaphysics. Okay. And before he discovered that he had a magical gift uh-huh. of healing people through uh-huh. adjustments, he practiced magnetism. Okay, so cool. he thought he could heal people with magnets. He also practiced phrenology. So he thought that all disease was caused by subluxated bone. Yeah. And subluxation is actually a thing. It means, technically speaking, kind of that misalignment when something's out of joint and you align it back. But to him, he used that word differently. He actually thought that, and now I'm quoting, the flow of innate intelligence Mm -hmm. in the body Mm. becomes disrupted. Yeah. And that he can actually heal this misaligned flow um, with everything. And um, he thought that he could basically cure everything through the practice. Now, back then, no pun intended, was the (laughs) chiropractic chiropractic experience akin to what we know now, where people adjust, was it mostly adjusting the back and spine? It was mostly adjusting the back, yes, um, with some woodoo. But they also, but they also claim that adjusting the back is not just good for the back, will cure everything. Cure everything, absolutely everything. So when they put, when they do their double-blind surveys, yeah. and I'm sure they do, first of all, you have to ask, what are we testing for? And I bet right. the number one thing is back pain. That's why so we're most testing, people go. So we're testing yeah. for a lot of things. So first of all, we're testing for risks. Mm-hmm. And then they look at, does it work? During your life, you have about an 85% chance of developing lower back pain at some yeah. point. So let's uh, go to the first review. So this one was done in 2016 by Marc-André Blanchette uh-huh. from Montréal. Okay. <laughs> How did I do? It was did good. I, did yeah, I do yeah, well? Yeah. And he looked at pragmatic randomized control studies. So what pragmatic ones mean is 
ones that most resemble real-world settings. And he looked at studies between 1990 and June of 2015, and there were only six of them Hmm. during that entire time that fit the randomized control model. And so five of them compared chiropractors to exercise therapy, three of them compared it to physical therapy, and one compared it to regular medical care. And they found actually similar effects. So in this particular review, um, there was no adverse effects and similar effects of the different therapies. So it seemed like it's it's not doing anything major, but it's not hurting in this particular in this particular review. And the effects are comparable to, to the other to yeah. physical therapy to exercise therapy. And this is this was his conclusion. So now I'm quoting: Given the limited available evidence, the decision to seek or to refer patients for chiropractic care should be based on patient preference and values. Yeah. So that was the conclusion. The bottom line was nothing helped that much, and that basically choose your poison. Lower back pain sucks. So here's the crucial thing. This is for lower back pain. And as you'll find, all of the analyses I'm about to cite are for lower back pain because that's actually the only area where there's any evidence that chiropractors do good work. Really? Yeah. Even neck pain? Yeah. Even neck pain is, there are studies that show that it can be very bad. But it seems but, like, and we've only read one of them, yep. but it seems like there there's a paucity of studies out there. Are we yeah. sure so we, they've even designed studies that looked at is, neck, is, shoulder, yeah, other so areas this is, of the body? This is absolutely right. And w- I think w- we we can kind of jump the gun a little bit with one of the conclusions that all three of these meta-analyses come to, which is we, just, we need more data. Yeah. People need to actually look at this in a it very serious way. It does seem weird. Way. Let me ask you this. Why, for a $15 billion industry, yeah. why isn't there more study? Because... Chiropractors don't want to study it because they're doing well without it? It's a really interesting question, and I think that that's part of it. Um, So a lot of them don't want any potentially negative things to come out because they feel like they've been under fire and they shouldn't have to prove themselves. And I think some of it is the people who do the study, who then, if they do do the studies, they will do the kinds of controls that don't necessarily pass the test for, Mm -hmm. for people who, who want to do this sort of randomized control study. So... 2017 JAMA uh, review. We know that JAMA is one of our one of our favorites. It's it's a very good one, um, and this one was shown um, was actually based on 15 clinical trials, and it showed that adjustments um, showed modest improvement with quote moderate quality evidence. So none of the evidence is that good. That's the bottom line for all of these because it's so heterogeneous. Because unlike some other treatments where they're very strict yeah. guidelines. Right. It's not even clear what's happening. And we need to also caveat this by saying this was for back adjustments and some of the adjustments weren't done by chiropractors. Sometimes yeah. in physical therapy, that can be part of physical oh, therapy. Right, right, yeah. Sometimes traditional doctors do types of adjustments. So so you're painting a picture of these meta-studies of yep. possible weak beneficial effects, possible weak beneficial yep. effects with a bunch of caveats and flaws. Yes. It does strike me, and, and now I want to get to, well, what's the downside? and we're going to get to the pain. But it does strike me, and it always struck me, that of all medical treatments, chiropractic is the one that actually feels good in the moment. I like that popping, cracking sound, and I think most people do. There's like a release of, I don't know what the biological mechanism is, but there seems to be some euphoric release involved in it, and you feel immediately better. And it's the only kind of treatment, like you go to a, you take a drug, you don't feel better upon swallowing the drug, or you go to physical therapy and you do an exercise, you don't feel better the second you do the Mm -hmm. exercise, but bang, right in the moment, you feel better with chiropractic. 
chiropractic, that could lead to a large placebo effect. And I'm not saying don't do it, but it does seem odd and different from most other forms of treatment I know about. Sure. And I think that that's a huge part of it. And a lot of people will say that. There's another bottom line, which is so far no one knows actually how it works. right? So it came out of a non-medical right. background. Right. So it's not like there was some theory and then back adjustments. Yeah, I mean, were, there was a theory, but there it was, was a theory, yes. Palmer's crazy exactly. magnets. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it kind of has developed in a in a strange way, and no one really knows what it's doing yeah. or how it works. So there's some It's thi- curved more than the worst scoliosis spine. <laughs> yeah, yes. and it's actually ineffective for scoliosis and can be really harmful. So that's... I'm glad you mentioned the scoliosis, the scoliosis part. So it's really unclear how it works. Some people have proposed some pathways, so maybe it repositions some of the facet joints or disc material. Maybe it reduces muscle stiffness or tension. That seems to be one of the things that you've experienced, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe it frees adhesions around prolapsed discs. I had to write that down because yeah. there was no way I was remembering that sentence. Maybe it mechanically stimulates some of the nerve fibers. And maybe, and this is one of the big ones, because it's hands-on, high touch, and there is a ton of work on why touch is incredibly effective. Yeah. And also, it makes you feel empowered. And back pain and muscle pain is one of those things that really can make people feel out of control because there's nothing you can do. I've tried everything. I've gone to all these places, done all these things. I can't do anything. This is actually you making an active choice, which also there's a lot of psychological work that shows that that can be incredibly helpful. And there's also an expectation of change. So what we didn't get to is what about the downside? What What about about how many chiropractors every year kill someone? Yeah. So, So here's what I found. There's one huge problem, which is there are some chiropractors who've decided that it's a great idea for them to treat infants. Mm. Oh, um, Jesus. And there's basically universal condemnation of that among the medical community and among a lot of other chiropractors. So, But that exists. So yeah. that, let's just caveat by saying no, no infants and probably no children should go to a chiropractor. Chiropractors should be for adults. Okay. But... One of the things that's often in media is strokes. People go to a chiropractor and then they get a stroke. And they say, uh-oh, you know, did it, loose, did it loosen in some, some sort of clot? So um, David Cassidy at Toronto Western Hospital, he looked at people to, who were admitted to Ontario area hospitals between April 1993 and March 2002 for strokes, specific, uh, one specific type of stroke. If they were under 45, they were three times more likely to see chiropractors than the control group before the stroke. But here's where we get into a weird causality problem. They went for neck and head complaints. And neck and head complaints are one of the number one predictors that you're about to have that sort right. of stroke. So, so it could so have led, they could have over the stroke 80%, regardless. So over that. 80% of VBA strokes are preceded by ne- neck and uh, head pain. Mm-hmm. And so what might be happening is that the people who are under 45 get this pain and their response is, oh, why don't I go to a chiropractor? Mm-hmm. And then they have the stroke anyway because going to a chiropractor is not going to prevent stroke. Right. And then they say, oh, this is what caused the stroke. Yeah. But the causality might actually be a little off there. Although you can also argue that maybe if they had gone to a medical doctor, they, they might would, have they might have caught it. Yes. He might this have is, caught it. This is absolutely, they might not be telling themselves, oh, I've done all the treatment I need. That's exactly right. And so sometimes, so what we might see is that maybe the chiropractor should not be your first go-to mm. when you have these sorts of pain 
maybe you should first go to a medical doctor. So so I think that this has to be plan B. And mm-hmm. when it becomes plan A, sometimes, um, yes, maybe the stroke could have been prevented. We don't know. But a tw- uh, another review showed that most adverse events, obviously stroke is not benign or transitory, but another meta-analysis showed that most are benign and transitory. And so most analyses don't show anything that's horrible as long as you are being treated for the right things. So if you're going for cancer, and yes, some chiropractors say you should go for cancer, there are lots of bad effects of that. Um, If you're taking your infant there, there are lots of bad effects of that. If you're going for something where there's zero evidence that it actually works for this specific thing, which is the reason I'm not going through that list is the list is basically endless. Then there are bad effects. But if you're going for back pain, if you're going for things that – you know, there's a reasonable chance that it might work. It seems like everything will be okay as long as you're going to someone with decent credentials, which in my mind, I would say, you know, check to see if your chiropractor believes in vaccination. Check to see if your chiropractor works with infants and toddlers. <laughs> They're a telltale sign. <laughs> check to see if you're... A lot of burning exactly, in the lobby. Exactly. Yeah. Check to see if your chiropractor says that he can cure cancer yeah. or get rid of your diabetes. Yeah. And if... Any of the above is true, maybe go to a different chiropractor. Okay, so a chiropractor can help cure my lower back pain. Is that bullshit? Uh, that's The verdict is still out. Can help treat, can help make yes. me feel better yes. for lower back yes. pain. Yes, I think that a chiropractor can help make you feel better for lower back pain, assuming that you do not have prior risk of stroke yeah. and that you have checked to make sure that there's nothing else going on with your back pain. But I was actually kind of surprised. I had a a much more anti-chiropractor stance coming into this research. And I didn't emerge saying, oh, my God, this is absolutely horrible. You Mm -hmm. should never go to a chiropractor. That's the Konnikova seal of approval. Yeah, that is. No, I emerged thinking, okay, there are a lot of really horrible chiropractors out there. Yeah. Um, But there are also chiropractors who seem to be good medical professionals who are responsible and who don't promise things they can't deliver. And it seems like if it helps you with your lower back pain and the things that it's supposed to help with, then why not? Well, I'm glad to see that you came in with a certain mindset and you made an adjustment. I did. And really, that's what it's all about. (laughs) Maria Konnikova is the author of The Biggest Bluff, and she plays Is That Bullshit with us. Thank you so much, Maria. Thank you, Mike. I am at the offices of my chiropractor, Dr. Jason Fiddler, as I call him, Old Doc Fiddler. You might know him as Old Doc Fiddler's magical growth elixir. No. How old are you? I never even asked you. Um, I'm 37. Yeah, I put it about 37. I like to keep about <laughs> a decade distance between me and my chiropractor. <laughs> so you heard Maria and I talk. Do you think we denigrated your profession unduly? I mean, there are certain things that I didn't really agree with. I mean, most of it I agreed with. One of them was, we don't really know why it works. I think we it's pretty obvious why it works. You know, restoring proper range of motion to joints and tissues is helpful to being healthy. You know, I think that's pretty obvious at this point in time. You mentioned that, like, you know, chiropractors and physical therapists and osteopaths and other people all do sorts of adjustments. I mean, yeah. manual therapy is helpful to people and the hands-on. One of the things I didn't agree with was, like, Children, uh, I don't agree with, like, I don't think, I don't know why anyone would adjust an infant, but, like, you know, for kids, I remember as my, for myself, knowing what I know now, when yeah. I was a little kid, I suffered from really bad headaches all throughout, you know, grade school and high school, and I really felt like, you know, I, I was locked up, and if I had just gotten some adjustments, it could have really, really helped me. 
So, so you said that chiropractors, osteopaths, physical therapists do similar things. When you do it with me, we do mostly stuff off the table. We stretch and right. you show me exercises. Not your father's chiropractor. Right. So is my so if the stuff that Maria and I were talking about is more, quote, your father's chiropractor, is that not as good? Is that tradition still alive? Is that stuck in the past? Well, what do you think I, of that? I think it's evolving like like a lot of things. Are that we evolve like, you know, how we how we do things, you know, how things are being recorded now. Used to be had to do a wax scratch on a record, right? Yes. You know, now That's it's actually how this recording is being made. <laughs> but you know, you can't just do passive care and not do active care and expect it to have the same effects, you know, or the same benefits. So Kairos used to always just do, you know, on the table rack and crack and then, you know, physios used to just do you know, exercise, now it's kind of combined and it doesn't really matter what your title is, whether, you know, is do you know how to fix people and like, do you know how to, you know, fix movement patterns? And if they go back to just sitting in a chair and being, you know, a lazy, you know, yes. couch potato, then, you know, obviously they're going to perpetuate the issue. So, so I would say everything, this is why I like you, everything you're saying makes sense. I just wonder if you're more typical of average American goes to see chiropractor are they going to see someone with your mindset or are they maybe going to see someone who's a little stuck in the past? Oh, I think it depends on where you live. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, New Yorkers are very like, you know, no bullshit culture and they want results yesterday. So if you don't show them that, you know, oh, now you can touch your toes, whereas before you couldn't, like they're going to be like, all right, I'm going to go see somebody else or, you know, whereas people somewhere else might, you know, who are maybe grew up or the culture is a little different, they, they might just be more traditional. Right. I don't think I could survive here in Brooklyn, New York, just, you know, doing simple adjustments, you know, with the demographic that I'm treating in, in the in the CrossFit building that I'm in with the, you know, all the athletes around here. So you have to prove your worth, really. Yeah. You hear that, people listening outside of Omaha? Take a trip to Brooklyn <laughs> to get adjusted. Here's my last question. Do you think we did a service to listeners with that segment? Mm, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, you're talking about, like, the scientific data that's, you know, whether you're able to prove or disprove and this, that, and the other. I mean, like, on the one hand maybe you made people feel less com more comfortable in that like they're not going to stroke out if they go get a neck adjustment, you know, which is like one in like 16 million or something, uh -huh. you know, or, uh, and that there's very low risk in chiropractic because like, you know, that's why we have the lowest malpractice insurance. But on the other hand, they're like, well, we don't really know how effective it is because, you know, we don't have enough, you know, good evidence. So yeah. I don't know. So to summarize, you like the good stuff we said about chiropractic, <laughs> but not the bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But look, the best thing I could say is you just adjusted me. So thanks. All right. You're welcome. We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. And now, the spiel. It is an antantwig, our word for a three-week period in which we go back, correct all mistakes, issue all redactions, maybe accuse some people of chicanery. So first of all, 
Yesterday, I did a spiel where the premise was, oh, all these Democratic candidates, they have some charge leveled at them, but it's BS. It's weird that I'd say BS right after a whole segment called Is That Bullshit? But this, I think the BS stands for Bernie Sanders, and there is a Bernie Sanders not bullshit charge. What's with the taxes, Bernie? And what's with excusing Bernie's lax tax backtracks, Bernie Nistas? Now, I said, speaking of backtracks, I did say to the barracks a couple of weeks ago. It's, of course, to the barricades. To the barracks is what you say when you want a little nap, a rousing call. I think Patton won a couple battles with that one. Okay. I referred to Dar es Salaam as the capital of Tanzania. <laughs> yeah, pre-1974, maybe. Hello. It's Dodoma. Dodoma, which literally, in the language Gogo, means it has sunk. It's a quite inspirational place, the Dodoma region. Last Antan Twig, I was talking about a JFK quote, and someone wrote in to say, I thought it was an RFK quote. It turns out it could be both of those quotes. And I surmise that it is possible that Teddy Kennedy could have one day taken the RFK bridge to JFK and thought about that quote. Well, I got oh-so-helpfully traffic-splained by Eric H., who tweeted, Ted Kennedy would have no reason to take the RFK bridge to JFK Airport unless he was traveling from the Bronx or points north or northern Manhattan. Look, people, you could say I got a number wrong. You could say I got the entire capital of 4.5 million people of a major African nation wrong. Yeah, I'll own up to it. But you're going to tell me? You're telling me, a New Yorker, how to get to the airport from Midtown? Are you nuts? You're at the UN, you got the Midtown Tunnel backed up to Fifth Avenue, you shoot right up the FDR and you hop on the RFK. What are you kidding me, Eric H? I don't need no ways. I got your ways right here. I do indeed have your ways right here. If you would like to nominate a segment that you've heard in the entire history of the gist, I'd like for you to give me a call. Because did you know this? On May 5th, it's our fifth anniversary. May 5th is also the fifth month of the year. That's 555. So what I'm going to do, is ask you to call and leave a message on our voicemail line of one of three things. Do you remember a great interview? Was there any memorable moment? Or did I say something? Did someone say something that changed your mind? Give us a call at 347-960-6314. Help program our anniversary show. And finally, I get to the last correction. And I would like to correct an assertion where I said that a number or a fraction with a denominator of zero yields an imaginary number. No, I was wrong. Had I stopped to think for a second, maybe while stuck in midtown traffic, had I stopped to think, I would have known, ah, I don't mean an imaginary number. I, of course, mean an undefined number. Imaginary is like the square root of a negative. Okay, I got that, and I was corrected. Oh, how I was corrected. So many people, it wound up being not a rational number, if you know what I'm saying. Now, I say people, but I am overgeneralizing. I got more corrections on this than anything I've said since the last Antan twig. I don't think it's happened before, which one of those glaring mistakes that everyone wrote in and said, no, 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 you got it wrong. I only got corrections from a certain type of listener. Let me uh, list some of the names of the people who corrected me. Ben, Michael, Philip, Hans, Ryan, Ellis, Michael, Matt, Ron, Desi, Arad, and Mark. Theme, men. Men wrote in to correct me about math. Now, a couple things. Thank you for writing in. I mean that. I'm not asking for mercy. If I got it wrong, tell me I got it wrong. Be a man. Man up. But also, maybe be a woman. 
Didn't happen this time. Listen, not only men listen to the gist, not only men correct the gist. In the last two days, I got an email from Rachel about the pronunciation of Wending, and Julie wrote to me about the flag of Nunavut, but only men with the numbers. Interesting. I just say interesting. So what I decided to do was to make the first female or female identifying type person or just any non-dude, I'm not into gender binaries here at the gist, just the first one to tell me they got my math wrong, that person was going to win the lobster. Guess what? Only men, literally only men wrote in. So I'm withholding the lobster this month unless you, you listener out there, want to be the first female to catch a gist math error. It will have to be an upcoming one, not the one I just committed. So if you're the first female to correctly catch a math error and tell me about it, then you, mathematical ma'am, will be the lobster of the Antan Twig. And that's it for today's show. Daniel Schrader and Pierre Bienname produced the gist. They do not believe in vertebral subluxations, except as the winning play in Scrabble. TJ Raphael, senior producer of Slate Podcasts. She would like us to break out of the studio more often. Maybe to go to 1989 for one of those Chris Malamphy segments. The gist. All right, let's say you're in Misaki and you want to get to Julius Nereri International. You're going to want to take Torre Drive to Kenyatta Drive. Do not take the turn off of Barack Obama Drive. You're going to get stuck in the Oponga neighborhood. You're never going to get out. Yes, I know. I admit it. It's not a real Dar es Salaam accent, more of a Dodoma accent. Oomperu, Depru, Dupru, and thanks for listening. All right, I'm taking my headphones off. We're going to see if we could get a crack. We maybe have one crack at this. Hold on. You ready?